what's up nerds welcome to rarely sophisticated the boys are back i'm your host john carter and joining with me is my boy ryan birdweg say what's up what's going on everybody and today is a very very special episode you're gonna mess up less than normal oh no we're not gonna mess up at all this is going to be completely uncut i'm going over under five times and i'm betting the over okay well then you're gonna lose because i'm not cutting at all now i'm not saying i'm not gonna edit it because fuck we talk forever but i'm not cutting it off you remember how many times it took you to get the the exit last week that's fine the dip the dip the dip 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 i'm not saying i'm not gonna edit the episode i'm just saying we're not gonna cut it yes we will you want to bitch at me and make fun of me for not having a goddamn outline, but guess what, bitch? We're going off the cuff for the entire episode. I still feel like you're going to struggle more than I do with this. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. Over under five times. Zero. All right, so real quick, let's get some housekeeping taken care of. Uh, first of all, want to thank everybody who's stuck with us this far listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate everything that you guys have done for us. But please make sure you're telling your family and your friends about the podcast. Help get our name out there. We would really like to start reaching the significant level that has been set for us by Spotify uh, in order to start getting monetization um, for the podcast with ads and ad reads and stuff like that. Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about current events real quick. Last night, we had the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Tennessee Titans. And Will Levis actually looked really good last night. Oh, he looked phenomenal. Now, as far as fantasy points are concerned, he didn't score shit. So if you're looking at him for fantasy, I would not pick no, that up was Will Levis. Week. That was last week. He scored. He scored great. Last yeah, week. he did great last week. Last night, he did poopy. Uh, so he looked great, in my opinion. I think his composure looked good. He just could not connect as much as he, as, as much as everybody wanted him to. I think Ryan Tannehill just lost his job. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. He's not getting it back. He looked way better than Tannehill's looked all year. Yeah, he, I mean, he the looked first more composed. Game, and that's, the, that's the, a huge thing for a rookie is composure. And I think Will Levis had that last night. I mean, night. the first game he threw four touchdowns, three of them to D-hop on broken plays or a great double move at one point last week. But I think he threw more touchdowns in one game than Tannehill's thrown all year in eight weeks. Yeah, I'm not entirely sad. sure about that stat, but... Tannehill's awful, and he's not been great for. I mean, I'll a buy it for a dollar. I wouldn't. I mean, Tannehill make his money, do whatever. He's he he plays professional football. I don't. Whatever. But they plateaued with Tannehill. I think Levis, if he continues, at least he slings it. Tannehill, I wouldn't throw the ball with anything. Let's talk about what happened late in the uh, fourth quarter with Burke. Burke took a really bad spill to the ground. It wasn't a contact hit. He just landed right on the crown of his skull, kind of hit his back, and it was just a bad way to land. How do you feel about that? And with all the other injuries, the the freak concussions and stuff, how do you think the NFL is going to react to that for next year when it comes to safety measures? They're going to overreact like they do every year. Like they're already doing. Now, I don't disagree with you mean like, like the, with the kickoff. Yeah, like with the kickoff, uh, you know, somehow all these concussions come from the kickoff, but no, they're going to overreact. They're going to probably take the kickoff completely out of the game. Somehow the defense will be able to touch the receivers less than they do already, even though they had nothing to do with Burke getting hurt. 
I'm surprised you completely passed up the, what was it, the Steelers linebacker that got his knee blown out last night? Yeah, but that kind of stuff happens more often than that players was- taking a freak spill and basically knocking themselves out. for. He was out for like five or ten minutes. I mean, he was out for a while. Yeah, he'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, they're they're already kind of going in the direction of specially designed helmets, but like when you run 20 mile an hour and jump up in the air super high like these professional athletes do, things are going to happen. I mean, and every time they get hit, it's like a small car crash. Shit happens. It'll be fine. He'll be fine. He'll he'll come out of it. He went into concussion protocol. He'll be he'll come back and play. And it's not like the Titans are great anyway. All right, so moving on to baseball. Uh, Rangers win the World Series. I did not see that coming at all, but the Rangers won. It's the first time in team history that they've ever won a World Series, so congratulations to the Texas Rangers. Nobody cares. Uh, baseball. Nobody cares. Move on. People in Texas care. All right, talking about basketball, the in-season tournament has started. How do you feel about it? I haven't watched any basketball at all because it doesn't matter till the finals anyway. Honestly, I think this is just another way for them to try to get their the NBA out there, maybe get some interest in the middle of their season. I don't see it as being anything important. I think doing an, an in-season tournament is not a bad idea. I just think the fact that they have it set up where it's like, okay, this regular season game just happens to count towards your in-season tournament record. And I think that there's going to be a lot of confusion when it comes to the fans in regards to, well, is this a tournament game or is this a regular game? Does this game matter? I mean, obviously all games matter, but I think there's going to be so much confusion that average Joe who just likes to watch basketball is not going to know and therefore not going to care. Yeah. Uh, to to me, a tournament is like when we were all in like grade school or high school or whatever, and you go to a place and all these teams battle it, battle it out over a couple of days. That's a tournament. What they're doing now, it's like, hey, all of a sudden this random game you're playing on a Tuesday matters for this end of season tournament. It's confusing. It doesn't really matter. And I don't know how much the players probably actually care about it. So when I played football in high school, and, and granted, I get we're talking apples and oranges here, but when I played football in high school, my freshman, sophomore, and junior year, uh, because I did not play my senior year, uh, so my freshman, sophomore, and junior year, we had a bowl-type game uh, before the regular season even kicked off, and that was a quote-unquote kind of tournament style where you had eight teams um, and you played over the course of three days, and the winner won that bowl, which, I mean, in high school, it's just a, a little trophy. It's not like we got any type of special you know, swag or anything, but um, that was kind of our, our preseason tournament, if you will, and I honestly think that that would probably be a better idea so that people can gauge, and when I say people, I mean Vegas, can gauge how players and teams are doing prior to the season because let's face it Vegas analyzes those guys more than their own physicians do when it comes to making the odds and the spreads for those games so yeah like I said it's basketball it doesn't matter no, nothing in the NBA matters till after the all-star break in February anyway nobody like I don't pay attention to NBA at all until they get into the postseason yeah, I mean, the slam dunk contest, honestly, is about the only thing that I watch. So, And it's not that great anymore. No, it's really not. Uh, so we live in Indiana, and Indiana Pacers are 
the local team. So they revealed their City Connect jerseys. And I'm showing them to Ryan right now on his little teleprompter. Yeah, I don't plan for episodes, so I definitely need a visual. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a picture of the starting five from tonight's game, uh, all wearing the little City Connect jerseys. I like them. Better than regular Pacers jerseys. They, they need to be permanent all the time. I like them, but for me, they don't scream Indianapolis. What screams Indianapolis? Gunfights in the streets? Like, goddamn, like, are we going down the canal and shooting people? Like, that screams Indianapolis to me, but... What doesn't scream Indianapolis? Like, I don't like the Colts uniforms. I think a stupid horseshoe on the head is dumb as shit, and they're all white and blue. Get out of my house. They're too plain. Let's reinvigorate the logo. Let's change the logo, make it look like a Colt, maybe with a horseshoe around it or something. There's other options. Our our uniforms are the most boring uniforms in the entire NFL, and even our throwback uniforms on the, on the Colts are like, oh, they're the exact same as they were 300 years ago. They don't matter. You're saying that the Colts uniforms are more boring than the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns at least have an elf on their helmet for a freaking throwback. Yes, I am saying the Colts uniforms are more boring than the Cleveland Browns. I don't like the Browns uniforms either, but at least they're not white all the time. Like I think the Colts uniforms, like the city jerseys or the midnight in Indiana, Indiana whatever the stupid name they came up with when they don't even have a primetime game and they wore these Indiana Knights jerseys. Also, they should have been blacked out with blue stripes, not a black helmet with black stripes. That was I dumb think, as shit. I think white helmet, just your regular standard helmet, blue heathered jersey with black and blue striped pants would have been fucking chef's kiss. No, blacked out. I want blacked out, murdered out, 100% black with blue pinstripes, maybe some white around numbers and shit to make a pop. I want blacked out jerseys. All right. Well, uh, we'll see. If, uh, if Shane Steichen... And uh, Chris Ballard are listening to this podcast right now. Maybe they'll uh, highly doubt it. Highly doubt it. But and Jim Mercy is going to do Jim Mercy things, which I uh, love. Yeah, I He's... love Jim Mercy. But no, I love the Pacers jerseys. I think the the ones you just showed me should be their all time jerseys. They need to make a rendition for home and away games because they look better than the stupid pinstripes they wear on on a regular night. Yeah, I, I will agree with the Pacers jerseys, but n- not when it comes to the Colts jerseys. That matters. Colts jerseys are too plain. Need to change the logo. No. Yep. I, I love it. So get fucked. All right. Going to hockey. So we had a freak accident happen over the weekend. Adam Johnson, former center for the Pittsburgh Penguins, um, took a skate to the neck and ended up bleeding out and uh, passing away. Um the ECHL and the AHL are taking steps now, I guess, to introduce net guards um, to the NHL, which I'm kind of tossed up on. I, I think that it should be still the player's choice, but I think that the uh, the option should be there. It sounds like they're making them mandatory, so I don't really know how I feel about that. But then again, you know, I don't play hockey, so I don't really have much of a uh, of a say in this. Um, the videos out there, if if you want to watch it, I highly recommend you don't. There's a lot of blood. Um, but yeah, it's just a freak accident. I don't think there was any malintent or anything like that. But it does go to show that, um, you know, all sports have some level of of risk when it comes to uh, to playing them. Let's be clear. 
Uh, they've offered Kevlar neck guards for hockey players for a while. They're just not mandatory. So there was always an option to wear them because there is always that risk of getting cut by a skate. They offer Kevlar options, though, of protecting vital organs like that, and they've offered them for a long time, apparently. So I don't disagree with making them mandatory, but how often is something like that going to happen? I've only ever seen this happen twice. Um, Once, I think, was back in the 80s or something like that. I, I was watching a YouTube video of the worst accidents on ice. One of those skate cutting the neck incidents was back in the 80s, and then obviously we had the one that happened this past weekend. Um, so yeah, very, very few and far between, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. I get that. And I understand that. So again, I don't know if I agree with making them mandatory, but making them more available, um, highly encouraging the players to wear them, et cetera. I think that may be the move. Yeah, it definitely sucks. That guy died though. Like, but that's such a freak accident. It's a super freak accident. And I mean, it happened in London, England. So it's not like it happened in the States, which I don't know in England, um, with, I forget the, uh, the promotion that he was playing for, but obviously every different organization has their rules and standards and safety procedures. So I don't even know if that was something that was available to him, um, over there in England. So, you know, I'm not going to speak to something I don't know, but you know, again, freak accident, things happen. Um, we feel bad for the family. We feel bad for the teammates. So yeah. All right, finally, um, we're going to hit up a little sadness for the state of Indiana um, when it comes to basketball. Legendary coach, the general Bobby Knight, has passed away at the age of 83. He died on November 1st in his home in Bloomington, Indiana. Yep, that's awful. But, I mean, he died just from, like, being old, right, if I'm correct. So it's not like it's the worst thing, but definitely sucks. Not an IU Hoosier fan, but... Always respect the Bobby Knight. Heck, I think I have a basketball signed by Bobby Knight when he uh, coached down at Texas Tech. My wife's uncle played for Bobby Knight when Bobby Knight was the coach at West Point. So, yeah, I mean, I, obviously I don't have any personal connection, but, um, you know, my wife's family obviously has some personal connection to that. So um, I'm sure when I see her uncle for uh, Thanksgiving I'll uh, I'll talk to him more about it. Try to see you know if he has any good Bobby Knight stories, and maybe I can you know come on the podcast and share those. I mean, he was a great coach. He had his time. I mean, he he also had his through a couple of chairs. Yeah, he had his iconic moments. He was always well remembered, mostly for throwing chairs, but it's fine. Good guy, good coach, and if I remember right, I don't think IU basketball has been relevant since he's not been coach. Not really. Yeah, no, not really. Eh, you're just saying that because you're a Kentucky fan, so... Yeah, well, you know, I'm just being humble. You're being a homer. No, fuck off. So I told you today we were doing this without an outline, and mostly because I will admit I need an outline when we do these episodes. 100%. 100%. But I feel like this is something that we really can't use an outline for because we're speaking from the heart. And what I want to talk about is what sports have meant to us growing up from being young children um, and what it means to us now that we are fathers of our own um, to our children and how we plan to take what we learned as kids and instill that in our kids so that they grow up having a respect um, for sports and other activities um, in and outside of school. So what sports did you do growing up? Obviously, I'm assuming football, football, baseball. 
I did basketball for a very short time in elementary school, and I am not built for basketball. I am all torso, no legs, which is terrible for basketball. And if you wanted to see literally what looked like a Shriner circus, you should have gone and seen me play basketball in elementary school. So you know my wife, correct? She's not very tall. Under six foot. Yep. Not even tall as me. Right. She played center at her high school and dominated kids. She guarded people that were taller than her and bigger than her. She was a freaking stud. Like there for a while, she could like, you don't want to leg wrestle that girl when she was in like, she was a stud. Like she could move bodies. So it's not all about you being all torso that matters. You could have played. I could have, but it also interfered with football because the end of the football season interfered with the beginning of the basketball season. So eh, not really. I also didn't really like playing basketball. So there, just, it there it is. So you played baseball, football, sucked at basketball. What else? So I was in Boy Scouts. I did a lot of outdoor hiking, um, long distance backpacking, that kind of stuff. I know it's not a sport, but it's an outdoor activity. So I'm going to count that as an activity? Question mark? Activity, not a sport. Not a sport, but an activity. Something that I didn't learn an appreciation for. Okay. So football, baseball, sucked at basketball, no golf, no track and field. I didn't learn how to play golf until... After I was in the army. So no, I did not play golf in high school. And before I joined the army, I played, um, I forget what it's called. Hang on. Field hockey. No, um, polo. no, no did I you pl- play polo? No, I didn't play polo. I played rugby, uh, but I forget what, um, it, it, it was, it's, it's not like league rugby or premier rugby. It's, it's club rugby. I played club rugby. Honestly, I have no idea what that is. I just thought all it's different rule sets. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's rugby. So why did, never mind. Anyway. So I played, I played a lot of sports in high school. I played baseball or not even high school, just throughout my childhood, baseball, basketball, Track and field, golf, cross country. I never played football. Love football, but when you grow up in a small town, certain people in the or football coaching thing has certain feelings about your certain family members, and you would never play. So, asked to play multiple times by multiple coaches. The older I got, just never did. Um, played lots of sports, met lots of great people. What was your favorite sport to play growing up? Let's, let's just start there. What was your favorite sport to play? Um, oh, also I wrestled. Um, what was your favorite sport to play growing up? Like age? What, what age are we talking? Uh, what sport, if you could go back and do it all over again, would you relive high school track and field? Okay. That's a good one. Greatest sport ever. It's a social sport and I like to talk. So I met lots of people, made lots of friends, multiple schools. I had so many people's phone numbers, made lots of people's friends. It was a social sport. That's why I liked it because you're not always actively doing something. I have a lot of respect for people that did track and field in high school and in college uh, because a lot of folks 
when you think of track and field, you just think of the people who are doing like the 100 meter sprint and the 400 meter relay and stuff like that. But you've got shot put, you've got the discus, you've got the, the javelin mile run and all that. Yeah. Track and field. If I had to go back, that was probably my favorite. Like I like golf. I like, I liked every sport I did, but track and field, same thing with kind of cross country. So the running, obviously, unless you liked running, it sucked. But those two sports, as when you're growing up as a kid in high school, junior high, whatever, they're social sports. They're, you're not there just to do like football. You're there just to play football. Once you get, once the game's over, you go change, get showered, get on the bus, and go home or whatever. You know, baseball, same thing. Game's over, you get on the bus, go home. Or go get in your car, or go home. Track and field, you're waiting for your events. So you have this, you might have, you might do the first event in the track and field. You might have an hour till the next event you do or the next couple of events you do. Like, so it's a social sport. That's why I enjoyed it. I was able to like, you kind of learn to grow as a young adult and you learn how to communicate with people from different areas, different paths of life. Like that was my favorite for those reasons. I love talking to people. I love talking. So no. yeah, it's amazing, right? But like, so that was my favorite. That was the one I probably enjoyed the most, but I liked all of them. I, I was pretty good at golf, pretty good cross country runner, pretty good. I was a decent basketball player. Never played in high school, but decent just never wanted to understood uh what about your parents were they involved when it came to you uh participating in sports were they you know very supportive or did they just kind of show up and and kind of just go through the motions and check the boxes oh no they they were always there as much as they could be like because both parents worked which is not different from what most parents do now. So most, most parents work. They always, you know, they, they always hauled me around, drop me off, pick me up from practices and games or events, whatever. And the ones they could make it to, I always had at least one parent just about at everything I did. Same thing with my sister, just about everything. We were always traveling for her. So we were both active in sports. So that was, it was fun. High school, like, I'm not saying I would go back to high school and relive high school, but track and field was a lot of fun. What did you do in track and field? Uh, what were your events? Distance. Distance the events. Worst. Okay. So I did like the four by eight, 800 mile. If we had nobody running the two mile, I might jump in on that. There was one time we had nobody running. I was like, Hey coach, who's all running the mile, two mile. He's like that guy. I'm like, I'm going to go get second place. He's like, you can get first. I'm like, that means I got to try. I'm going to go get second place. We're going because the guy that was uh, running, he had like an extra lung. I swear to God, he went to college and ran D1. So I had no chance. Yeah, fair enough. But I we mean, scored points. We scored points because I went out there and screwed around for two miles. And track and field is a team sport. Like, yes, you place in each event, but that goes towards an overall score for the entire event. Yes. So same thing with uh, yeah same thing with cross country you place but it goes overall to sing your your own individual but 
if you have so many people in the top 10 or whatever, score is kind of the same. Right. Okay. So growing up, uh, my first introduction to sports was baseball. And I Mine too. I fell in love with it from the very get-go. Uh, I played baseball. Then my dad decided to become a coach. Um, he was an assistant coach, became the head coach. So obviously, I had a lot of parental involvement when it came to baseball. Um, I played baseball all the way up until I was a freshman in high school. Um, when I was in fourth and fifth grade, that's when I got started with football. We played um, Pop Warner uh, equivalent. It was called Bud Hudson football, but it's basically Pop Warner football. Uh, and played that. I was center and nose guard. And for a, a little bit, I was middle linebacker um, playing. And I liked football, but I loved baseball. But I think what ultimately tipped me into going into football um, full time in high school versus baseball um, was twofold. Number one, the high school baseball team where I went was super fucking clicky. Um, And I think that that's very true for a lot of sports in a lot of high schools is that if you don't get along with the people who are on the team, you're not going to play regardless of how much you love the sport. Uh, Second, my dad did not get to play football in high school. And um, he really pushed me to play football in high school. And I don't, I don't regret that decision, but if I had to go back, I would play baseball in a heartbeat. Um, I just absolutely loved the game. I loved everything about it. Um, I was not a stud by any means, but as far as someone who could place the ball exactly where he wanted it to go, I could at least do that. And for me, that was better than being able to slug it over the fence any day. I wish I could go back and play football. Like, that's that's like it's not a regret or anything like that but like i was never like whatever me and my sister wanted to do my parents were like all right let's go do that i never like i had a lot of friends that played football and everything like i was interested in it the older i got but like i like when i was a kid like elementary school never really interested in playing pop warner junior high i started getting interested high school i was like oh yeah i definitely want to play Cause I was bigger, faster, stronger. I worked out all the time and stuff like that. And I was asked to play like that was the flattering thing to me. Like I was in cross country, did track all the coaches knew uh, how much I trained for those things. So like I wanted to play, but like I said, it's the whole clicky small town bull crap that I, that made me not. Cause I told the coach, the, the coach that always asked me every year to play, he's like, Hey, do you want to play for me? I'm like, would I actually play or am I going to stand on the sideline? Cause I said, I'm not going to put my, all this effort into playing and then stand on the sideline just cause the head coach doesn't like my family. It's the same thing. Clicky, like are, every sports clicky. So now with you being a dad and all the sports you played, what sports would you like your kids to play? I mean, I know they're both, you have two daughters, but what sports would you like them to play growing up? The dad answer is whatever they want to play, but okay. the selfish answer softball, 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 no soccer. No, I played soccer growing up. That was fun. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't have a desire to go to a soccer game. I, 
find them relatively stale. I'm not going to say they're boring, but they're relatively stale just because for the most part, there's not a lot of action that's taking place. I don't entirely disagree, but kids soccer is fun. I don't like professional soccer. Professional soccer is boring to watch kids soccer. You never know what's going to happen because you have a bunch of children out there that don't really know what they're doing except get the ball in the net so things are going to always happen. I mean, they always did when I played soccer as a child. So Yeah. So my, my oldest daughter, we got her into T-ball, and now she's doing cheerleading um, in the winter. So tomorrow we have a boys basketball game that we're going to, and she's going to do her little cheers. And I'm going to support her. Um, you know, I, I never thought of myself being a cheerleading dad. But if that's what she wants to do, I will obviously support her. But the selfish part of me is like, I wish she would do softball. Cheerleading's all right, but I'd more want to get her into like the gymnastics part because that's when that's a sport. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, gymnastics, like, I mean, look at some of the like Simone Biles, what she does at the Olympics every four years or whatever. Like, she's phenomenal. Yeah. Like, there, there are things that she can do that should not be physically possible. My daughter told me she'd like to do cheer too, but we missed the signups this year by a little bit and we signed her up for basketball instead and uh comes to find out that not enough kids signed up for basketball so she can't do it this year so she can't do it this year oh that sucks so i would have gladly signed her up to do the cheerleading like your daughter is but i'd be in the same boat but at the same time i told i told my wife and my daughter at the same time like hey let's get you into gymnastics. That's what you want to do. Cause if you do that, it'll make cheerleading way better. We we've, we've tossed that idea around and I think we want to see if she enjoys cheerleading because I feel like that's kind of a lead in for gymnastics for a lot of folks. I feel like it's the other way around. I feel like you get in gymnastics. It leads to cheerleading. See, I feel like gymnastics is probably more demanding <laughs> than cheerleading, but it's also more fun. Cause what you get to do, Learning to scream and shout cheers, eh. learning to do front flips, back flips, all this fun stuff that you can do in a pool trampoline makes it more fun. Yeah. And, and my wife wants our, our kids to, uh, to get into swimming because my wife was a swimmer in high school. Just because she was a swimmer in high school does not mean your kid have to. This is the problem with parents. Tell me Just more. because you did something don't force it on your children just because one halloween you were let's say um dorothy from the wizard of oz doesn't mean your daughter has to be dorothy from the wizard of oz 20 years later after you have a kid same kind of concept just because you were a swimmer doesn't mean your kid wants to be a swimmer just because you played football doesn't mean your son wants to play football like whoever don't force your kids to do something you enjoy thinking they'll enjoy it now push them to do things and try different things and have new experiences. I'm fine with that. But if they come to you and say, Hey, not for me, don't force them. Cause so many parents force things on their children. My wife and I have actually had this discussion and we're not going to force anything on our girls by any means, but ideally we would like them to do one physical activity or sport and one social activity. Um, uh, and they can choose whatever they want to, and we will support them, even if it's something that we don't have any personal interest in, just because I feel like it's very important that they take ownership of what they do. 
Yeah, you got to find their interests. Like so, I, like I said, I'm good pushing them to try new things, try different sports. And where we live now, compared to wh- where I lived as a child, like my high school wasn't very big. I graduated with less than 100 people in my c- high school class. So all the opportunities my kids have, where we live now in a bigger city, is different. There's more sports. There's wrestling. There's lacrosse. There's soccer. There's softball, baseball, basketball. I'm sure the schools have swimming down here. There's so many opportunities for them to do things that I didn't do. So whatever, like I'm going to say, hey, when my kids get older, the deal my parents had with me were you play sports, we'll pay for stuff. If you want to go do things, you need to get a part-time job. Yeah, I I essentially had the same agreement with my parents, which is why my junior year when I stopped playing football because of a neck injury, my parents said, okay, well, you're not playing any sports. It's time for you to go out and get a job, which at 16, I was able to do. So, you know, it kind of worked out that way. But I agree with you 100%. If, If you're just going to sit around and not do anything, then it's time for you to get a job and at least have some appreciation for what it takes to become a contributing member of society. Well, like, call me spoiled potentially, but I never paid for car insurance till I was out of the house. I never paid for food, groceries. The reason I had a part-time job was for anything I wanted to do. Like they'd give me gas money. They'd, they'd do stuff like that if I needed it, but that was part of what my job was for when I turned 16. Yeah. And I, I don't know what your dynamic was in your household, but growing up in my household, we weren't poor by any means, but my parents had to pick and choose the things that they spent their money on wisely so that we had things, um, especially because growing up, um, you know, I had a an adopted sibling um, growing up. So it wasn't just me in the house. It was my mom, my dad, um, my sister and myself. And then when my sister got old enough and she moved away, um, then obviously it became a little bit easier on my parents. So um, again, I, I understand where you're coming from in the whole regards of if you're not going to do anything around, um, you know, as far as sports or an activity or something like that, you need to contribute to the household. Well, like I wasn't, I wasn't giving my money to my parents or anything like that. Like it was just, if I wanted to do stuff, if I want to go out with friends, if we want to go to a movie or go to indie or whatever, like you pay for that. Now, if I ask like, Hey, can I have 20 bucks for gas? All right, here's 20 bucks for gas. Like that wasn't an all time thing. That was back when you could fill up a vehicle for $20 in gas. Yes. So like it wasn't, it wasn't like they wouldn't give me money even though I was working a part-time job, but it was like, Hey, if you're like, I didn't pay for car insurance. I didn't pay for anything like a lot of kids have to pay for. So like, yeah, kind of spoiled. Like I didn't buy my first car. I was handed two cars like I wrecked my first car and they bought me a brand new one. It was a I I had a 99 Firebird as my first car. T-Tops V8 six speed. Cherry red. Mm, talk dirty to me. And once I wrecked it, um, I bought they bought me a not what I wanted, but it was a 2008 Pontiac G6 brand new had like 10,000 miles on it. So, I mean, was I spoiled hundred percent, but my parents, we were not rich by any means either, but they worked their ass off to support me and my sister did. We did whatever we wanted. 
and my dad definitely makes up for it with my kids now every time we go visit oh god yeah my my parents spoil my kids and i appreciate it because right now i i understand the struggles that they went through oh 100 percent. like especially how with the economy's going now it's it's in the shitter yeah so but i love that every time we go visit my my dad's still a very busy guy on a lot of different boards and stuff at home because he's one that has to stay busy. Um, but when we go up there and we're like, hey, we're coming up this weekend, you can see the effort he puts into to not be doing things because it takes a lot for him not to do things, but it means so much that he takes that time and he doesn't. He'll still go do some stuff at the farm or whatever and then he'll come home and make a point to be there and spend time with my daughters and my sister's kids and everything like there's there's an effort made and like you said i appreciate how hard my parents work because like i get it being a parent now all right so closing remarks do you have any advice to give to parents in regards to getting their kids involved in sports and if those parents were involved in sports as a kid, how can they, they can use their experiences um, to help teach their kids and usher them in to, you know, the possibility of them playing sports? I just think you need to say, hey, this is what I did. This is what I enjoyed about these sports and just push your kids to try new things like be a role model, be think about what your parents did for you as a kid, like you want your kids to find their own way and kind of figure out what they want to do in life and what kind of sports they want to do. But like definitely encourage them to try that you're the sports you tried and the sports you enjoyed and explain like, Hey, I love this because like, but yeah, anything they choose to do, you should support them a hundred percent. But like, there's so many, options now because certain sports are a lot bigger now than they were when we were kids esports is a thing now a lot of schools have esports teams and that's great some kids like not everybody loves real sports well and some kids have physical limitations where they can't compete in yeah quote unquote conventional sports so i think esports you know if you would have said hey john you know do you want to go um play counter-strike um, which was actually pretty big when I was growing up um, as a professional quote unquote sport, I would be like, hell yeah, who don't? So yeah, I think esports is something that, you know, we have to give some logical thought to and say, this is in itself a sport. Um, and if you don't want to call it a sport, it is most definitely a high, highly competitive skill. Yes. Because couldn't have said it better myself. Video games, as much as people crap on them, Every video game is skill based. There's hand eye coordination and there's timing. There's, yeah. I mean, you can just pick out Madden alone. It's football. You're not physically getting hit. Your little player on the screen is, but there's still man coverage, zone coverage. There's blitzes. You've got to figure out everything that this other team's doing all in that 25 seconds you have on a play clock. Like, it's not you actually physically doing the work. It's a digital professional athlete on the screen. It's little megapixels doing all the work, but there's still... You're the brain behind it. Yes. You can't just line up and throw it 100 yards every time. Yeah, they need to bring back NFL Blitz. That That was the game growing up. 
All right. So I would just like to kind of add to what you're saying. Um, I think that whatever your kids come to you and say that they want to do as far as sports is concerned, uh, just back them 100%, regardless of whether or not you have any interest in the sport, because your kids are definitely going to see your level of involvement in that. They're going to see um, your level of interest in what they're doing, and that's going to help determine whether or not they succeed or fail uh, when it comes to sports. No kid wants to look over on the sideline and see their parent on their smartphone you know, while they're scoring the game-winning goal. Unless they're recording it. That's different, but obviously take an interest in what your kids are doing. That's the only thing that I'll add to what you said, because everything else is hundred percent spot on. I will agree with that. All right. Anything else you'd like to add before we close out? I think I'm good. All right. So closing out the podcast, uh, we really do appreciate you guys listening in. Um, make sure to follow us on social media. Um, if you want to follow us on Instagram, it's at really sophisticated. If you want to follow us on X, um, AKA Twitter, it's RS Podcast X. Again, that's RS Podcast X. You can email questions or episode ideas to sophisticated at gmail.com. We'd love to know what you want to hear, what you want us to talk about, any questions. And of course, if you've enjoyed the podcast, make sure that you subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. And join us next Tuesday for more Rarely Sophisticated. That's it. We're out. Peace. Peace.